Welcome to our special seven questions edition of How to Win a Campaign. I'm Joe Fold, and you can find us at CMPWRKSHP on Twitter and at the Campaign Workshop on Instagram. In this series, we're talking with some of our favorite authors, content creators, and influencers. You can find our seven questions that inspired this conversation at thecampaignworkshop.com or in the show notes. Today's guest is Christina Daves. Christina has been extremely successful and well-known around the PR that she has created and has been on shows like The Today Show, Forbes, and many others. After finding so much success in personal publicity and creating free publicity, Christina is now teaching others her PR strategies and has since released several guides on how to get started on your publicity journey. Christina, thanks for joining us. Oh, Joe, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. So first, let's start off with a basic question, which is why is having a PR strategy important? So right now we are in such a noisy world, especially post-COVID. You know, everybody went online and nobody could figure out how to differentiate. And that's where PR really comes in. It becomes a huge differentiator between you and your competitors or somebody that you're running against or whoever has that platform. It's free. It's what they call earned media. Uh, I would say it's somebody else telling the world how great you are versus you doing that through advertising or things like that. It should be a really important piece of your marketing, especially now post-COVID. So tell us what good PR can do. Like, let's unpack that a little bit more. So if you're a organization or a nonprofit, you're communicating to your members, but you haven't really pitched stories in the past, you haven't been proactive about it. What is the difference that you might see if you're actually actively having a PR strategy versus if you don't? Being in the media gives you authority. It just does. People don't like media now, but still for organizations, experts, people like that, by landing in the media, you elevate your credibility in front of your potential audience or potential clients or customers. And that's why I'm such a huge, huge proponent of it. A lot of people land in the media though, and they don't know what to do with it. And that's why I show them how to take that media and get it out there. You know, somebody might not be watching NBC when you're on it. So it's your job to tell everybody, hey, I was on here without saying, you know, hey, I was on here, but you can share it because again, nothing is going to give you that kind of authority or credibility like publicity does. So do you need to hire a PR firm to do that? Is this something you really can do yourself? How does that work? So I call myself a PR strategist. I'm not a PR firm because I teach people how to do it. The problem is most of us don't have PR budgets like Budweiser, Coca-Cola, you know, these big, huge companies, Google, Amazon. We have to keep it in-house. Good PR firm is going to run you $5,000 a month for a six-month minimum, and they might not get you any results. But if you learn how to do it, nobody can ever take that knowledge away from you. I work with you know, CEOs and execs, and then we train 
their in-house team. It can even be a virtual team, but somebody has to know the strategy. Somebody has to know what is newsworthy for their organization or company. But yes, you don't need a PR firm. And I had a PR firm tell me once on my Facebook page that I was selling snake oil because you can't land in the media without paying for it. And I said, well, I've been in over a thousand media outlets. I've been on the Today Show, Dr. Oz, Steve Harvey, Entrepreneur, Forbes, pitching myself. So I know it works. That's the really good thing too is for people listening, I do this every day in my own business. So I'm not just telling people, oh, you should try this and see if it works. It works. Like I know that it works. So yes, you can do it yourself. You do not need to hire a PR firm. All right. So Christina, if I'm just starting out as an organization and I've never really tried or been successful at getting press before, where do I start? What would be one of your basic top tips on what you should do to start? So you want to start local. You always want to start local. That's the easiest place. And for those of you listening in New York City, I'm sorry, that's the number one market. Your local is going to be tough, but you always want to start locally. My formula that I use, I call it the Get PR Famous formula, is a three-step approach. You want to be newsworthy, you want to create great hooks, and you want to find the right journalist. So you said, where do you start? You start with a newsworthy story idea. And the easiest way to do that is newsjacking. What's going on? in the world right now that you can insert yourself into a story. So newsjacking is breaking news. But after the breaking news, the media likes to keep that story hot because people are paying attention to it. People are following it on social media. So they're looking for peripheral stories. Even if it's not in your backyard, we're in the DC area, you could take a story from Dallas, Texas and say, oh, but if this happened here, this is what would happen. This would be different. And we have to be careful that this doesn't happen here, or this would be great if it happened here. So that's why you can really use any anything trending, anything newsworthy. Go to trends.google.com, go to Twitter, see what people are talking about, create a story, find your journalist. There's this great resource called Google. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's amazing what you can find on Google. And then you want to hook them in with the subject line. You have to understand uh, some journalists, especially national ones, could get 500 pitches a day. But if you have a subject line that helps you stand out, at least your email's going to get read. And the easiest thing you can look at is a magazine cover. Magazine covers are impulse purchases at the grocery store. They're sucking you into $7 based on hooks that are on the front of that magazine. You don't have time to read the article. So Google magazine covers, look at that kind of stuff. That's your hook. Come up with something that's trending that you can insert yourself into the story and then use Google and find your journalist. So beyond just the subject line, talk more about how you make that pitch to a journalist stand out. Folks sometimes get a little bit nervous reaching out to journalists. How do you package that pitch in a way that beyond that subject line that's going to engage a journalist? First of all, I will tell you that journalists are people just like us and they're overworked. And so by making their job easier, you're more likely to get the yes. So you've got this great subject line. The most important thing is don't give them 5,000 words of a pitch. They don't have time for that. I've interviewed so many of them that say PR firms do this. They're like, delete, delete, delete. They don't have time. Give them that wow. You know, if there's a statistic, like a wow statistic, give them that. 
give them a sentence or two, a couple bullet points, and here's my cell phone number. And always give your cell phone number. That shows that, hey, I know you're busy. You can reach me anytime. And address them personally. Dear Joe, and if they had done an article similar to this or a story on TV, Joe, I love that story that you did a couple weeks ago on XYZ. Not sure if you know this, but USA Today just ran this study that came up with this. And here's boom, 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 why this is still important. And that adds on to the story you already did. Show them love. We all want to be loved. So that's, you're just showing them that you appreciate them and you're paying attention to them. So talk about, because I think that that's important. I mean, my experience has always been that you're building a relationship and a rapport with reporters over time. The hope is you're engaging with them, especially if they're focused on your subject matter, that you're going back to them. Talk about sort of building that rapport and building that relationship and frankly, the follow-up that you need to do to get good PR. I will tell you that I have been very successful in this by not always pitching myself. I'll give you a great example. I went to an event a couple weeks ago and I met someone from our local NBC station. And I actually ended up talking to her daughter and then ended up talking to her. And so I sent her an email and I said, Susan, it was so great to meet you. I have this story idea. I'm not sure if it's in your wheelhouse or not, but if it is, let me know. And by the way, I've lived in the DC area my whole life. My network is tremendous. If I can ever help you find somebody for a story, let me know. So she emailed me back and she said, Christina, we've been trying to get this really important story told. And I need a bunch of like two to five-year-olds for this story. It's a safety story about SUVs. I live in a neighborhood. I'm in suburbia. I posted on my community Facebook page. I have 10 kids for her to run the story. They're running it next week. She loves me now. And I didn't do it to do that. But we now have this great relationship. And I was very authentic when I said, please let me know how I can help you. But by being a valuable asset to them, they remember you for stories. And then she came back and said, oh, I love that the idea you sent. Let's pick a date in the middle of May to run that story. Win, win, win. Awesome. So, all right. Talk about other ways to get PR. I know you speak at conferences and you you talk about sort of sending out press releases, but what are other ways that you're going to be able to get that PR? Okay. No press releases. That's one thing that I... Excellent. Talk about that, right? Because again, you said subject line, so it's an email, right? It's a personalized email. I get that. We may confuse the term sometimes. So talk more about how you're really going to get that engagement and beyond. Is an email like the only way? What are the other ways that you're going to do it? So you're going to email them. You're going to follow up with a phone call. Yes, people are going to pick up the phone. I know it's so scary, but it works. And then when you leave them a message, you're going to say, I know you're very busy. I'm going to resend the email to get it to the top of your inbox. The other thing you want to do is connect and engage with them on social media. And I actually recommend doing that before you even pitch. Show them love, share their work. Again, they're working just as hard as we are in our jobs. And by becoming that valuable person to them, like me finding this, these guests for Susan and connecting with other ones. And it's funny, the same event, I had connected with a journalist and kind of sent stuff. She remembered me. She came up to me. She's like, Christina from Twitter, you're the PR person because I was sharing her stuff. I haven't had a reason to pitch that particular journalist, but I'd met her engaged. So you, you, we have so many resources to do that. Go where they're active. If they're active on LinkedIn, 
follow them, comment on their posts and not their personal Facebook. I, I really stay away from that. But um, Twitter, Instagram, most journalists are on Twitter, next LinkedIn, and now they're really starting to come up on Instagram. But you have so much access to them, but show them love before you do the pitch. All right. So other questions for you. So a lot of times we have folks who listen to this podcast are pretty wonky, get deep in the weeds. They might use acronyms, lots of terms that are specific to their organizations and groups. How does that work for a pitch to media? Here's a great rule of thumb. When you pitch the media, pitch it like you're pitching an eighth grader. Think of your eighth grade neighbor, think of your eighth grade niece or nephew, son or daughter. It has to be simple. News writers write on an eighth grade level because we've got to be able to access everybody. Now, if it's a trade publication and they know the acronyms, sure, go ahead. But for mainstream media, think in terms of you're talking to a 13-year-old. And again, to me, that's where Google can help, right? By understanding your keywords, those basic search terms, knowing how people talk about your issue versus how you talk about your issue. That is like critically important to really understand those terms that people are searching for that will help with engagement. Right. And you have to think if you're, if you're on your local ABC or CBS station and you start talking acronyms that nobody understands, you're going to lose them. And your goal is to get invited back. You want to be a regular. You want to be that expert that they want to have back or such a great guest. And the first time I was on my local ABC, they're all hugging me like, oh my gosh, we can't wait for you to come back because there's a lot of people who aren't nice <laughs> that come into television studios. And, you know, again, it's it, see the value from both sides. And, and when you go into it like that and you're just authentic and you just want to provide value to their viewers, their readers, you will have so much more success. We've talked about the pitch. We've talked a little bit about getting sort of out of your own way with your wonkiness. Let's now talk a little bit about building a press list. How do you do that? Like I said, there's this great resource, Google. Who writes about X for Y? If you're not sure, if you want to be on TV, pick up the phone, call the newsroom. I, I say this when I speak, there is not a newsroom in this country that is going to hang up on you and say, I'm sorry, we're not taking any stories today. It's never going to happen. So you say, hey, I've got this great story idea about the environment, about this, about that. Who would be the best person to send that to? Now, one of the things that happened post COVID, which is very fascinating, and it changed a lot of what I teach, is now you have emails that are like news at fox5.com. And basically that's like the old fax machine. So you used to fax in your story idea and it would sit on a table and the writers would go by like at the Washington Post and flip through and somebody would grab a story that they liked. So now when you send into that news at whatever, it's hitting every single person. It's a massive email blast that's going to everyone. So that really helps you. So you might call and they sometimes they have a particular producer that works on stuff and sometimes they don't, but, but call. It's really that easy. And so how do you establish credibility then to be seen as an expert in a field so media calls you back, media engages? What are the ways in which you do that to keep being known as an expert in an area? 
It's funny. I just created a quiz that I'm going to start putting out. Um, that's, are you media ready? And the first thing you need to look at is when you land on your website, when the media lands on your website, do they instantly know what you do, what problem you solve and who you serve? It's got You've got to have that right then and there. And I'll tell you a funny story. I, I have an online TV show that I do and I do it every Tuesday and Monday night. I go through and I click on my guests' websites because somebody else books them for me. And I had one yesterday. I had no idea what they did. I couldn't even, I didn't know what to ask the questions. I'm like, I had no idea what this company did. I team people up when I do trainings and I ask people to sit next to somebody they don't know. And I have them pull up their website and pull up their LinkedIn profile and say, give honest feedback. Do you know right away what I do? And that's a great way to do it. And that's how you'll be media ready. You need to have that across all your platforms that shows what you do, how you do it, and who who you help. Absolutely. And I think that one of the things that I've found is press means more press. If you're able to have clips on your website that show things that you've talked about, podcasts that you've been on, or articles that you have written or things you've written, op-eds, that is going to allow people to say, oh, this person is an expert in this. And you can link that in the bottom of your email. You can explain as you're talking to press, you know, in a short bit, why you would be good with this story. You don't have to go on for super long. I think sometimes that's a mistake too. Big mistake. Well, everybody's busy. I say, think about your own email box. Which emails do you read and which ones do you flag that maybe you never get back to? The long ones, like, oh, I can't read that right now but give them short, digestible, boom, boom, boom. And again, you're finding the right journalist so you know they cover your topic. So just the easier you can make it for them, the easier it is for them to give you the yes. And so any differences you're seeing these days on pitching different kinds of mediums, whether that is pitching print, pitching sort of digital-only mediums, TV, radio, podcasts, anything in the pitch that you've seen slightly different? Not really. I mean, I'm pretty... You know, the one thing with with prints is you can give a quotable in your story idea that they might just pull that right out of your email, like give them a good quote that they can use. You know, remember, TV is visual. So if you have B-roll, if you have, you know, use their terminology. B-roll is just kind of some video you've taken off your phone if you were at an event or something that you could say, hey, I've got this. We, you know, I could share this with you. I'm an author. We can show my book. Um, things like that, that just gives them the extra little thing, or we could show these photographs. I do that a lot. And I've actually had to go back to companies to get the, the PR clearance that I can use the, those pictures that have their company in it. Of course, everybody says yes, but that's the, really the difference is just that TV is more visual. All right. So last question, if folks want to read more about PR or hear more about it, do you have any recommendations of books or podcasts or things that have been helpful to you? Well, there is my book that I recommend, uh, The DIY Guide to Free Publicity, which is over 120 tips and tricks on how to get more visibility. And I did all of those because some people don't want to be on TV and some people really want to be on TV. Some people only want to be on social media. So I give them lots of just choices of things they can do. But besides my book, I will give you a great book to read. I was so honored to be able to interview the author. It's called Contagious, Why Things Catch On by Dr. Jonah Berger. He is a professor at UPenn, I believe, but one of the top marketing 
gurus in the United States. And it's a great book. And, you know, everybody wants to go viral and have their, you know, have other people share their story. And it's a really good book. That is a great book. I mean, I really like the book Utility that talks about, which is a book about content that talks about giving value in the content you put out. I also think that that is really an important philosophy is that you really want to think about what you're giving out to the world has to have value to someone. If it's just value to you and you're just trying to get your name out there, you're likely not going to get press and engagement. You have to show that value. And that's really important too. And that's what I say. You you will reap the benefits by giving value. They're going to link back to you. They're going to say your name. They're, so just come to it from a value perspective when you're pitching the media, the value to their audience. At the end of the day, that's all the journalists, producers, editors, anybody cares about is that information that you have valuable to that particular audience. Great. Well, Christina, if folks want to get a hold of you, what's a way that our listeners can get a hold of you? And I always joke, if you guys can't find me online, I'm in big trouble. Uh, so christinadaves.com, all the information's there. Christina Daves, thank you so much for joining us. Great. Thanks, Joe. For more on this topic, check out our blog at thecampaignworkshop.com. If you want to hear more guests like these, be sure to like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Joe Fold, breaking down how to win a campaign. How to Win a Campaign is Joe Fold, Martin Diego Garcia, Elizabeth Rowe, Dina Castillo, Amanda Ellis, Porobi Saha, and Anna Cruxen. Music by Danielle Pinto. Sound editing by The Sound Sanagoma. Special thanks to the team at the Campaign Workshop. Please review, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.